Welcome to Getting Loose and Killing Time with your host, Christopher Seymour. Christopher Seymour Christopher and Patrick Seymour. B. Ray over Patrick here. Patrick Beret. Patrick B. Ray, that's it. Who do we have with us in the studio this fine Sunday afternoon? Corey Quinn. All right, Corey. Where are you from, Corey? That's a long story. Where are you from now? Houston. Yeah. Well, we got time. We're, we're literally oh. here oh. getting loose and killing oh, yeah. time. Oh, oh. Pop a top again. That was quick, man. Yeah. We got right on that. The, well, man, I'm not wasting time. I'm not here to tickle things. <laughs> In the infamous I'm here to words, take them down. The infamous words of Dr. Rabbi Dave Reich, who's a bass player up in Portland, and he'd always do that. He Bartenders are supposed to open up the beers for you, Yeah. but he would make sure that when he ordered a beer... That they wouldn't do it, so he could do it on the microphone. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think that's necessary. <laughs> David Reich. Plus, Patrick old... can't have his fun if we don't open beers on air. He's a he's a dentist rabbi, the only dentist rabbi I know. David Reich, a dentist rabbi. Yeah, who also play who also plays music, the bass. He plays in the, he played in a band way back in the '60s and '70s called the uh, Holy Modal Rounders. This anyway. is a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if we have actually enough. Well, you time wanted the whole story, dude. That's I'm, a lot like, of I'm wait, so like, where, where, <laughs> starting off in the middle. How are you related to David Reich? Um, like, why, the, why even through bring the that Portland, up? Through the Portland uh, American Americana, you know, music scene. Okay, shit, all right, so. all right. Yeah, or what, what they call it, the freak show out there. So are you uh, are you calling yourself Americana? I mean, that's what people call it because it's what is a catch-all. But I yeah. play everything and anything that suits me. So well, that's a big uh, that's a big old word nowadays. A lot of people are calling a lot of stuff Americana. Some, yes. people, some, some people, people like it. Some, some people, people get think, about they think it. it's a dirty word. Some people yeah. think it's a dirty word. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. Kind of is what it is. I guess I don't know. Some, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean. I think what we do, I, we would, I would call it Americana, but I wouldn't say that that's all that it is. I think Americana is like saying, "Oh, it's, you know, X." Well, how would you say? It's like it's like calling a, a Coca Cola soda pop. Like, yeah, it's a soda pop, but a lot of different kind of soda pop. Well, know? in Mississippi, all soda pop is Coke. Well, that's how it was in Odessa too, actually. So, I'd, yeah, maybe yeah. not the best. But they call it cola where I'm from. Yeah, you want a cola? Well, they would say in, in Odessa, they'd be like, well, what kind of Coke you want? We got Sprout, Dr. Pepper, and Pepsi. <laughs> or up in Chicago, they call it Pop. 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 Oh, pop. Hey, when I was in Pittsburgh, they call it Pop. It's mm-hmm. like just it's, that one yep. isolated area, too. Very regional. Yeah, very. Yeah. Didn't we? This feels like deja vu. We yeah, we talked discussion. about this before. <laughs> was it, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but we, we've definitely had this. What do, you guys, t- what do you guys call a water fountain? A water fountain. Yeah, see, up in Portland, they call them bubblers. Bubblers. Yeah. yeah. A mm. bubbler? Yeah, it's called a bubbler. Yeah, we call something else a bubbler where I'm from. <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with a water fountain. <laughs> Only the well, best. there's water involved. <laughs> Only the yeah. finest tobacco from Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Strictly for tobacco use. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Shit. Oh man! So, what are you working on right now, Corey? Mm. I'm doing this little thing, um, kind of paying homage to some of the folks that like I've learned a lot from, um, and just kind of read, you know, recording songs that influenced me and that they wrote. So, kind of on that path at the moment. And I got a few original things that I'm throwing in there in the mix, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at on it. So that's funny. You, that, I had that same idea a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I want to do an album. Actually, it was after I did the first album. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, I want, the next one I want to do influences. Like, I want to, I want to just tell a story of influence. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the way, someone convinced me not to do that. I don't remember why, but yeah, I had, I had a similar idea. Yeah. I th- so I think that's a great idea. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Somebody. Somewhere along the line said, no, you should do something different. So. I think it works really well if you do it in small batches, but like a whole yeah. album of stuff. Yeah. Like, That's a lot, huh? I was talking to my buddy Steve Poltz like a couple weeks ago, and he just goes, no one has the fucking attention span anymore yeah. for a oh, whole man. album. And especially if you're like somebody, like as a writer, like I always went down the rabbit hole of like, this needs to be a concept album. And like, yeah, that's what I did on my first one. Yeah. Same story. And so. No one's got the attention span. Yeah. Like you have to be able to soak in every single thing that you've put into it in order to 
I think, I don't know, appreciate certain records like The Wall or um, just any number of ones that are like concept albums, like you really have to sit down there and soak it in. And that's not the way of the world anymore. Everybody wants the soundbite and the two-minute song that they can flash on their fucking TikTok thing. Yeah. Only the best little part, even. It's yeah, not like even 45 about, seconds. Yeah, really, it's not even right? a fucking two minutes. Like, just do 45 seconds, do a fucking album of jingles. Just like <laughs> 45 second jingles. Gonna, what are you going to call that jingle album? I don't know. Jingle all the way? <laughs> it's like T-ball right there. Yeah. It's too easy. It's like, a, it's like a punk rock album. You get 20 songs on an album. They're all like a minute, minute? minute and a half long. 45 yeah, seconds? Yeah. That's. I mean, but I like... <sighs> the whole but, album's really only about 30 minutes long. Well, that's like a punk set. It's like a, a yeah. good punk set yeah. supposed to be 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to hear 15 to 20 songs. Yeah. And but by have... the time they're done, they are, they're they're like dog tired, sweating up a yeah, storm. Yeah, because they've been just... loading out for the yeah. last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey, did you... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question as kind of a, a continuation of a, of a previous thread. Did you ever get into punk rock when you were younger? Oh, God, yeah. See there, see Seymour. I'm telling you, this is why. Why, this why are you theory? directing that at no, me? Not like, just it seems this, like malice. Because you were the one that was there. You were, you were, you know, you were in the other conversation. Do I need to me. draw a line in the sand? No, no, no. It's like go back to back, toe to toe. No, this is something that we've been talking no, it's, about. It's a, it's a, it's a reoccurring thing. Yeah. yeah, we often ask people like outside of uh, what you listen to. Yeah, as far as like the genre that we write in, mm-hmm. which is a broad thing. Um, what, what were your first musical? Like, what did you really get into first? I started stealing my brother's grunge albums mm. in middle school. <laughs> who was it? Who was who was the one that pulled you in? Pearl Jam, Nirvana, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the standard shit. Like, we had just got cable, too, so, like, MTV was, like, the thing. And, like, How much older is your brother? Four years, four but years? only by school. He's actually three years older, but he's a smart motherfucker, and so they moved him up uh-huh. when he was younger. They kind of fucked him up in a little bit. Like... Not to sidetrack too much, but he was so smart they put him in fucking second grade when he was in kindergarten. But he couldn't. Fu- Whoa! But he couldn't That's fucking a big jump. It's huge jump. <laughs> but he was doing like crazy math problems and shit, and like was able to read and write out of this crazy level. Mm. And they were like, oh, we'll put him there because that's where he's going to thrive academically. And he was there for a very short amount of time because socially, like, that's yeah, such that, a how, huge, how do you even... Huge fucking jump. Huge. And so instead of putting him back in kindergarten, they put him in first grade, which, like, was even more foreign and even more fucked up. And so I feel like that kind of set him on a really crazy life trajectory, personally, just knowing him throughout, you know, throughout life. Mm. But he's a smart motherfucker. He's Ooh, a, what's he what's he doing nowadays? He runs an art gallery in Vilnius, Lithuania. Whoa. He what a small and random country he's it's chosen. So weird. He it's does like, some crazy shit, dude. Yeah. Like you know the Biennale, like the art thing that mm-hmm. happens in Venice every year, like this huge art oh, competition, yeah. international art competition, the premier one. Like the group that he was working with, Lithuanians, 2 years ago they won the fucking Biennale. Wow. And, like, since then, his life has been on a fucking, like, <laughs> jet set and fucking going to private islands and fucking Greece oh, wow. and, like, all kinds of crazy shit. Um, it's been a long fucking road, and he has earned it. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of other stuff going on, too, health-wise and things like that. But he just got married, which is really cool. Well, congrats. And his wife's German, Quinn. and we're going to go visit them this nice. summer in Germany and the Black Forest. And the, Very cool. Yeah, so sorry to ramble on you, but yeah, I, I love talking about him. Because yeah, we're, we're, not like, here, we're not here to talk about your personal life, just he, your music. Yeah, but he's yeah. like, but he, he's such a big influence on me <laughs> because he, like, he's the motherfucker that I stole the music from that got yeah. me started on this yeah. shit. But, so it's, it's like, but see, oh, that, you know? that's, that's the point, man, is like all those things that... You know, we experience along the way. Yeah, yeah. The build into what you, how you view the world. Because I mean, I you know, I don't know. I don't think there's any such thing as originality. I think there's oh hell no, nothing. There's uniqueness the of perspective. Yeah, and that's that's really what art is. Is is a person's perspective on the world. I'm gonna make that definitive statement, I guess. Well, I think it's like I think it's there's there's no unique factor, but there are unique combinations of factors. Yeah, which, which corresponds right? to perspective. Yeah. Right? I agree with that. 
So like your your life's not going to look exactly like somebody else's life. But the the events that happen in your life, there's there are very few events that have happened in your life yeah. that haven't happened to somebody else. I just feel I feel like right? you're talking about monads. Monads. Yeah, there's a philosophical theory way back in the day that like monads. Everything was built off of monads, kind of like Plato's forms. Okay, but even more granular. Is this kind of how words are built out of, of out of little clumps of and sound? physical and physical reality? Yeah, everything is built off these monads. monads that only go one direction. It is that there's nothing new. Yeah, but because of its position and place in existence, that's unique. That's that spot is unique, and so oh, okay. I think that we're all yeah. like yeah. on that. You know, like we're circling that during. irreplicable moments, right? Yeah. yeah, and they'll never. Yeah, and it's like it's done. There it is. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. Like a flame mm-hmm. on a match. And then it's gone. There's a line in a Guy Clark song about that in uh, Magnolia Wind. Well, there you go. You get to bring up Guy Clark. That's, Boom. Uh, Done. Check. Check. It's here and it's gone like a yeah. Magnolia Wind. Hey, who who are your top five songwriters? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. I always like asking that. Um, Top five. Top five. See, it constantly changes. That's okay. We're talking right now. Yeah, right at this, this second. this moment. At this juncture. At this, this unique... Can I? Can we come? Can, <laughs> we, this can we come back to that? Because yeah. I gotta like, yeah. I gotta cycle through like my file cabinet. Man, you're like yeah. Dewey Cox. You have to think of your whole life before you answer that question. Well, because it's an important one. Because it's like <laughs> it, it is, goes yeah. definitive yeah. statements, man. Like de- like having yeah. a definitive. If is it right easier now, if we moment, say who's your favorite? Like your one favorite? Is that easier? No. Okay. It makes it more I, I would. I agree. I, I think it's. <laughs> no, harder. that's that's infinitely more difficult. Yeah. But well, for some uh, people, it's not. They're like, no, me, my favorite songwriter is Jay Z. That's just how. Because if I can do and top like, five, I can yeah. do them in no particular order. Exactly. But with one, exactly. like, there's that's, only one. That's and why like, we ask it that way. And that's fucked. That's why we ask it that like, way. Like that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. We'll come. Yeah. Yeah, let's like, let's do that at the very end. Okay. All right. I'll, All right, I'll think about it. I guess somebody outside that window, right there. That's my neighbor. Maybe ask them who their up, top five hey, songwriters hey, are. <laughs> we should get him involved. Hey, no. we're doing a podcast over here. Does he to be like Wilson in the Drunk Driver Show? You want to do it? Hey, I, Tool Time. Was that the fuck called? Yeah, Wilson. Called, yeah. No, 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 was it? Yeah, yeah. his name was no, Wilson, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to do it? No, I mean... Yeah, do it. Dude, inspiration. Hey. Monads, baby. Monads. Hey. Hey, I'm your neighbor. Oh. Hey. Hey, we're recording a podcast. We're we're just trying to figure out uh, some songwriter stuff. Who are your top five favorite songwriters? Uh, Say it loud. Okay. Uh, Luna. Who is it? Muna. Muna. Okay. Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Uh, Classic. <laughs> See ya. See ya. All right. Huh? Question mark. Dolly Parton. What's up? All right. Yeah, yeah I can go. get on that but one. She came in fourth. Like that's. Well, it's in no particular order. <laughs> no, Just... he said no particular order. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that boy. No, no. Johnny Cash. Cool. That's fine. And Johnny Cash. I'm Patrick, by the way. Nice to meet you. I'll say hi more later. Oh, okay. Wait, you don't live here. Oh, you're visiting. He has to come back now every What's, time. Yeah, you gotta come back. Does he want to be Sunday? an intern? You gotta come back on Sunday. Ask him if he's looking for an internship. Yeah, tell him we pay in candy. <laughs> Out of an ice cream All van. Right. All right, so... Man... <laughs> Really put the guy on spot, didn't we? Yeah, but he he, he, he knew quicker it. than me. Yeah, he did. Such poise That's under good. pressure. Still so it turns out that wasn't actually my neighbor, just a visitor. That's fine. That's I'm okay. glad you harassed that random person. Yeah, me too. You know, I just felt like one of those things that I should do, and I'm glad I did. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, Corey. <laughs> Back to Corey. <laughs> Towns Van Zandt, he's one of them. Towns okay. Van Zandt. Right. So right. one. Yeah, I'll, right. get the, I'll get to the other so ones later. One. That's a check mark. That's one. That's a check mark. We That's usually right. mention Towns on the show. That mm-hmm. happens a lot here. It yeah. Happens often. He actually went to uh, that little town that I grew up. 
outside of Chicago and Illinois. He went to uh, his dad lived in that little town when he was running oil. Okay, some crazy shit. He's in the fucking Barrington High School yearbook. Yeah, for one year, just one, just one year, one year. There you go, Towns Van Zant, my hometown. Crazy That's shit. wild, huh? I know, weird. I don't think Towns Van Zant ever did much in my hometown. What do you just live in places Towns lived in? <laughs> yeah, just followed his ghost, you know, <laughs> paying off his debts, you know, in vinyl, paying off his musical debts. Dude, he's got that crazy story where he recorded his first vinyl and he was trying to get back to Houston, yeah, to be back with his family, and he didn't have any money, and so he hitched rides by giving people copies of his record. So That's he's like cool. carrying around like. 200 copies of his vinyl that's got hitchhiking be across america and giving them away that's to gotta get be rides. really heavy that's what the that's fuck a lot. like <laughs> he was probably young then because i don't think i could do that yeah now nah, that guy he's timeless well no i shouldn't say i don't think i could do that what i should say is i don't think i would do that yeah i would yeah. i would podcast but or i'm sorry podcast <laughs> I would hitchhike. Yeah. Hitchhike podcast. Man, thing. them swordfish steaks got you all... Uh, yeah, they got me loopy. I'll loopy. Hey, I'm, I'm sober as a judge, man. Man, I'm, I'll tell I'm, you. I'm a straight down the middle today. You ain't got to lie, Craig. I, I had nothing. Well, <laughs> so... Uh, Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter, but that's because they go together. Ah, uh, see, we had Duo. Yeah, yeah, this is not, not the first, not the first time, time that's time come that's, up. That's, yeah, yeah. Yep. They're duo. All right, so we're counting that as one or two. We'll count them one. We'll count they them. lived in a fucking Cadillac together and rode in front of the devil in the back seat. All right, we'll call them like, one. Uh, All right. One. So that's two. <laughs> Definitive. Definitively. <laughs> All right, so who do you think has influenced your writing style most recently? Mm. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a newer artist, but uh, Jeffrey Martin, if you haven't had a chance to listen no, to him. I don't know Jeffrey Martin. He I don't will, really know him. He will blow your mind. Yeah. What's what, give me the give me the two sentence overview? What's his deal? Two sentence overview. <laughs> so, I'll give you less, man. <laughs> two sentences go. <laughs> give me your elevator pitch, Corey. You elevator go. pitch. Elevator pitch. <laughs> go for it. There's this this idea and this belief in Irish mythology that music can transport you to the thin place between the world of dreams and possibility and reality and that motherfucker doesn't just take me there he keeps me there but it's super fucking dark his stuff's dark oh yeah oh oh like but, how dark are we talking but there's always light at the end of the like fucking elliot smith dark oh yeah equivalent whoa yeah. Wow. I'd say equivalents, but there's all the thing is with Elliot Smith is it's hopeless. Yeah. Jeffrey Martin, there's always hope. Like at oh, the that's interesting. It. Yeah, I had even I, in the midst of like a horrible tragic story, there's yeah. still like this little bit of like just this burning ember at the end to keep you going. So I uh, I got into Elliot Smith for probably four months, mm-hmm. about fifteen years ago, and I had to I had to get off it. Yeah, <laughs> that's like getting into Bukowski, man. Yeah. That's another. That's a. You just got to. You know. All right. Oh, totally. I yeah. went down that rabbit hole. Just acidic as Can't. hell, man. Oh, or like Daniel sure. Johnson. Yeah, just, I couldn't. I couldn't do that for very long. But, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, he was. Like you get. You know. You get three or four way. months into that, and it's like, all right, I gotta. That documentary. <laughs> that documentary about him is is pretty good. So I haven't seen jerker. it. Haven't the seen devil it. and the devil and Daniel Johnson, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker lived in his basement all the way up until the day he died. Speaking of like really yeah, weird crazy. musicians with documentaries, Gigi Allen. Have you seen this that <laughs> documentary? Fuck Gigi Allen, number one. What a piece of shit human but being. Actually. But like really fuck <laughs> he him. He was pretty bad. Yeah, not as bad as Don Henley. Like, like, dude, I Gigi don't know, was, dude. Gigi Allen was really bad. I don't know, man. I mean. Don Henley like fucked over everybody in that Yeah, dance, but did Gigi Allen like. Cut his forehead and then smear shit all over it, and then people are getting raped in the audience. I got no love for Gigi Allen. Fuck no. Gigi Allen. Like, I mean, come on, the guy was such I a scum. I did not know those stories. Yes, he, he's dude, really he's, bad. I, I mean, was. he said that if you came to his show and you got hurt, 
And I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm not going to get into gratuitous details because I don't know the experience of anybody that's listening to this. Uh, but, you know, if you came and you got hurt, you knew what you were getting into before you walked into the environment. Yeah. Right. And then his, his last request was that you shit and piss on his grave. I have. Well, he's I got have done priority. one of those things on G.G. Allen's grave. <laughs> You've done one of those things? Yeah, just because I thought he deserved it, man. Fuck that guy. Well, that's, well and it was his last want. request. Like, yeah. I mean... I didn't do it to honor him. Yeah, but you no. did, in a way, because that's what he asked you to do. So, sorry, bud. Corey, we don't talk about that on this uh, this podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to defend I'm, the guy. Yeah, I know, no, but it was, I'm just, I was I'm there. Sorry. It's like the logic of it I was just there, doesn't make sense. But listen, listen. I'm sorry I even brought him up. I was there, and I had to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know? So you take a dump on Gigi Allen's grave. I didn't say I took a dump. I know you didn't say which one. One of the two. One of the two. One of the two. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That tells you exactly what I did because you can't just do one of the two if you're doing one of the two. Oh. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I don't get it. (laughs) Think about it, you know? We'll come back to it. I'll tell you like my dad said. Look it up. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Look it up. All right, all right. So we got uh, I got Towns Van Zant, Jerry Garcia, Jerry Garcia, Robert and Hunter, Robert, Robert Hunter. Hunter. Okay, yeah. So, but those, yeah, those, yeah that's yeah. one. So we got three left before the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. You want to do a song for us? Yeah, I can do a song. Yeah, grab that, grab that Martin up there. You wanted a capo too, didn't you? Yes, please. Hey, whoa! Oh, what? Be careful with that battle one. guitars. Be really careful with that one. I didn't even see that was there. That's the studio guitar. I told you not to give me the expensive. <laughs> you actually did tell me that. Don't give me the good one. I'll fuck it up. <laughs> I fucking warned you, dude. Less than a second after you pulled it off the wall. <laughs> Just crying. Hey, you knew what you were getting yourself exactly. into. <laughs> <laughs> All right, GG. The of GG hey, Allen. Hey, scoot rot, on in, GG. Maybe rot in the yeah. grave. So I'm going to play you a Jeffrey Martin song. From the corner store Funny thing about a little Is he always want more Stolen nickels from my pockets And I'm gonna go far Now I'm robbing the graves Of my own backyard The ladder go to bed and lie to wake up To forget the voices of the dead You gotta play tough I am suits and ties, cocaine crazy within And I will look you in the eye when I do you I am a liar and a thief of the very worst kind And I sail to the broken and I rob them blind And I will build you a house just as quick as I can And then I burn it to the ground with my own two hands With my own two hands gonna wake up and see power is your finger on a trigger not a head full of dreams and the time is now as the clock strikes noon so listen to the call of the crier's tune wish your family well and march to the line Hold your brother's hand and mine be the last time And they ain't got a choice if we got the floor 
sure as hell don't want to buy what they got to sell anymore. They are liars and thieves of the very worst kind. And they sell to the broken and they rob them blind. And they will build you a house just as quick as they can. To the ground with their own two hands, with their own two hands. Hey man, that was great. Thanks. That was great. That, yeah, Jeffrey Martin, dude, he's he's killer. I I did take some liberties with I did take some liberties with uh, lyrics and kind of change some things to fit yeah. um, something else that I was going for. But I got his permission. He's a buddy of mine, so I just reached out and he was like, "Yeah, do your thing, man." So he's actually coming to town. He's playing the Mucky Duck in October. Oh, nice. So if you guys are around, yeah. like I would love. Personally, I will buy tickets for you so yeah, you can okay. go experience them because it's uh, it's life changing. Yeah, I like going to the duck. It's a little expensive, but I like going to the duck. Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I just like well, it because it's it's such a listening room. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else like no, it in town. No, yeah. Anderson I mean, Fair is close, but it's yeah, just different. I mean, yeah. well, Old Quarter down mm. in Galveston, that's yeah. a listening room. Yeah, you know, I I mean, but those are places where if somebody's there, they're there to listen to the songwriter. Yeah. And it's just hard to find places like that. Yeah, totally. Where people aren't standing with their arms crossed, refusing to dance and uh, and not talking, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those things that's kind of integral to the to the scene here in Houston. There's kind of a long tradition of that here. Totally. You know, folks come come up playing old quarter. I mean, Anderson Fair. How long has that place been there? Dude, you walk in there and you years. see posters, like you yeah. see posters from like 1972, yeah. like yeah. 1973, and it's yeah. like Towns Van Zandt, Steve Earle, yeah, um, fucking Guy Clark, Willie Nelson, Back when they were young, Ray or- Roy Orbison, or, or, like, yeah, like Howlin' Wolf coming through there so too nice. at some point, like old quarter and yeah. stuff. And it's like all in a week. Yeah, like, yeah, it's insane, right? Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck. Yeah, Anderson Fair is a cool spot. They were, I think, they had me over there. I think it was actually the first or second show after they'd opened up mm-hmm. after the pandemic because they had shut down for a while. Yeah, and it was it was really interesting. And, and they're I still a little slow to come back, there. even yeah, in yeah, the midst yeah. of all this. But I had never been over there before, and I went in there, and I, you know, I had heard of it, but I had never been inside, mm-hmm. and I saw all the. Yeah, like you talk about all the pictures. You go back in the back in the little weird little green room back there. <laughs> it's just, it's next a, to the it's water a, boiler. Yeah, <laughs> it's a funky spot, man. There, there is you don't you don't get places like that. I don't know. It feels like places like that that are real weird, real funky yeah. that have just been kind of slapped together over the years. Because that building's old as shit. It's oh, like yeah. an old warehouse or something. Yeah, like. Who, who they don't they literally don't make places like that anymore mm-hmm. they just don't like well i mean we have such a shortage of the mid-sized venue in houston right yeah it's just we, i it's think it's that's all or nothing right well yeah. and i think that's part of what happened with uh the pandemic is those mid-sized venues that's who lost their shirt everybody did. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the big the big multi you know multi-thousand dollar venue or multi-thousand person venues yeah. you know the big like, cappers. yeah the big guys the well, corporate because live nation and, like yeah. they were one of the first ones to get pp loans and shit and yeah, yeah. The fuck it was the first ones yeah yeah and then they were also i think the, one of the first ones to get caught <laughs> like <laughs> like overestimating you know yeah like yeah of course those guys are gonna win when shit hits the fan. Like yep. the people but in I mean, power are the ones that like well, benefit when just think about Walters here. Do you oh, remember no. Walters? I was, I think that's before you? my time. No. Yeah, man, that venue was amazing and uh you I mean plus you you used to have a lot of cross genre show shows in Houston too. Yeah. I mean, just because it's Houston and everything's kind of eclectic and weird here. Yeah. Which is one of the things I like about it. Totally. But, Same. Know. It's kind of like a, like a crossroads. 
bunch of stuff just kind of comes here and overlaps. Yeah, and it's never about that thing here. Yeah, this is an oil and gas town. Yeah, and uh, I mean, let's talk about something else. Yeah, let's let's talk about your your writing process. Sure. Like that's what I want to know. Like, how do you do you co-write? Do you sit down? Does it all come out at once, or is it like one of those things where it's it builds over time and it's a process? Or talk about that a little bit. Um. So. One an idea that came to me the other day, just to like let you like mm-hmm. every song lives lives in its own universe. Like it's not, it's not one thing. There's not like a process, if that makes any sense. It's like yeah. an idea comes to me, and it's like I haven't ever done that. I've never done that. So I'm not driving around the other day, and I thought about writing a song where the melody was always on the on the harmony of the one of whatever chord and then it's matching up that idea with a story that is about a guy chasing the rabbit so he never gets the rabbit but it fits musically because the melody like he the melody so the never nails the, the one the one is the rabbit <laughs> and so you're constantly chasing the rabbit and so like that's a microscope i guess you could say in my writing process is like i try to find those connections and then create stories around shit like that and like especially somebody like at my stage in the whatever the fuck this is you know this career i don't know it's so funny people are like how's the music career going and it's like it is a career what the fuck are you talking about like it is like it's not it's not like it's not like this like inside joke. It's like I'm doing the I'm still doing the thing. Like yeah. yeah. What do you mean? So I feel like folks from the outside when they see artists and they see creators and this goes for anybody who makes hats, who makes boots, who does anything like they understand the craft and all the time and the investment that they put their like blood and right. like sweat into. And for somebody to come from the outside and be like I know they're half joking, right? But to kind of like couch it in a way that's like you get to do what you get to do and you're having fun doing it but mm-hmm. like you're not like you don't have tens of thousands of followers and yeah. you don't have that it's like how's it going and it's just like it's actually going great like i have a really steady awesome day job that allows me to do this and it actually helps to fund this yeah and then i get to do that and then get to do what i really want to do and that's like record music in yeah. it's it's going great so i've had people asking me that in the last have you? you know couple months i mean they ask me just like you yeah. say all the time but i've really been out i've been playing a shitload of shows in the last three months i've been out on the road almost every weekend um even during the week if i can get shows during yeah. the week and some you know people are asking me well how's how's the music stuff going it's like well um busier than i'm working my fucking ass off i drive like i spend thousands of dollars in gas gas and diesel um i have a lot of fun yeah but i mean it's It's a job it's it's one of the most difficult jobs i've ever had it's crazy and of course it is (laughs) like but i just i think there's this perception especially with the way that social media is nowadays yeah that like I was talking to John Egan last night about it. Mm-hmm. He's, he ha- he's like a big blues guy here. Yeah, he just happened to be playing. At, uh, I, we had our set at Truckyard mm-hmm. late, and he yeah. happened to be playing before us. And we, like okay. we got to hang out like for like 15 minutes before we did the thing. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned, like, you see all these folks that like get sponsorships. And, yeah. and they're like, from the outside perspective, if you don't know what's going on underneath the hood, it's like, oh, they're successful. Yeah. Right, and that's the way the social media is all portrayed. But like those motherfuckers, like not enough people, I feel like understand that like a view does not translate, yeah, a like does not translate into income. Nope. And then on top of all that, too, most of those folks who like I see on my feed or whatever, and I'm just like, and I might be judgmental here, but like they haven't paid their dues, and you can tell, like people who have paid their dues. Like, I don't feel like I've actually paid my dues fully yet, mm. but people, like, you can just tell that they haven't paid their dues. Like, they, yeah. it's just not, it's, it doesn't what, feel genuine. What do you mean by pay your dues? 
Yeah, I was gonna. I was yeah, gonna that's like a good. Well, how do you define? There's that? a lot. Well, I think. Of, I think it there's comes, a lot It's in different that. for. <laughs> it's different for everybody. But for you, I feel like I still haven't done that. What What do you <clears> lack <throat> from being there? Like putting in the what? What, yeah, what does paying you, your dues look yeah, like? Yeah, what does for that you? look like to you? Well, because I'm so new to town here. Yeah, and I've made a lot of like attempting building bridges with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had a conversation with um, Matt Harlan the other day about mm-hmm. how there is a perception for new folks who come to town here that they do all these things, but they're really just out for themselves. Mm. And I was like, "You think that applies to me?" He's like, "It might. I don't know. I like. I don't have that opinion of what you got going on, but it does exist here. There's this cynical, like you're new to town, you're doing all this, like trying to make shit work for you." And it, he's like, "I don't know. It's just something that exists in Houston and where I'm from, and where I learned stuff and how to be in the business." Is that we all live in a community like we talked about over dinner. Yeah. And how, like, if we're not trying mm-hmm. to, like, build each other up, then the whole fucking thing is worthless. Oh, you're, like, spe- it's you're, all fucking you're speaking worthless. our language yeah. now. And so, <laughs> this is what yeah. we've been And finding, with. and like, it takes time to find those kinds of people within yeah. the yeah. scene. Yeah. And it also takes a lot of fucking trust amongst those people yeah. to know that, that like, I'm not going to, like, we're not it. Everybody knows nobody's in it for big bucks. Yeah. Like, yeah, what piece of the pie are you boxing somebody out for? Yeah. Like, in it's Houston, so minor. Texas. That shit is not happening. You know what I mean? You know, like, it, you know. But this idea that, like, that that exists here, like, yeah. makes me feel like people's egos have gotten so much in the way of being what? able to be um, self-aware. Yeah. That it's just like, dude, like, what the fuck? You're still, you're like in your mid 40s and you're a sound guy at a fucking wherever. Like, what or what power trip are you on right now? Like, why? <laughs> like, why don't you just want to work with people? Like, just yeah. work with people and like be collaborative and. Well, I think you you'll see that you will oh, see among that. certain yeah. people, and then yeah. some and like people. I, and like I said at the beginning, not, like not I'm still way. really fresh. Yeah, yeah. but I still like, yeah. go back to the whole paid my dues thing. Like I still feel like I haven't paid my dues because I'm still experiencing those things. Yeah, where like I need to learn to how like I still need to learn how to work with folks at a very basic level because I still have those very strong opinions mm. about how like man that's fucked up. Why like. Why can't you just be cool yeah. and just like all together? And so it's paying my dues, I think, for me at the end of the day, in a word, mm-hmm. learning patience in the music industry. Well, I mean, I think I think the other side of that too is like if somebody's going to be not cool with you, or I mean, I can tell you the way that I, I approach it. Yeah. If somebody's going to be uncool with me, <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. Nah, if you're going to be uncool nah, to man, me, I'm not going to work with you. Like, yeah, but I then, got, I got, but you I never got, know. You on. never know when that I, bridge gets built again and then that like. I, if, I, if they're going to be uncool, what, then I, I don't. There's need a lot it. of different approaches. Well, to it. I and I would it. say this is: a, <laughs> I've been living in Houston now for eight years. Um, I think for me, one of the things I like about here is that, man, and I've said this on this podcast before, and I'm not telling you to move to Houston by yeah. any, anybody out there. Yeah, don't tell anybody to move to Houston. Do not Come move on, here, okay? <laughs> America's <laughs> best kept secret. Yes. Yeah, sh- <laughs> you'll, he- you'll hate it. You'll hate it. It's hot as fuck right the now. It's hot as fuck right The now. restaurant, it's not a top five restaurant city. It's, nope. a, you know, it's not affordable to live in. It's not very diverse either. You won't pay 30% either. less yeah. for your groceries. No. Mm. You won't be able to work one job and nah. just, you know, make it on that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's terrible here. Yeah. It's, it's hot it's right awful. now. Yeah. Did I mention it's hot right now? Yeah. It's really hot. Never yeah. mind that it's 60 degrees during the wintertime. Yeah. But, like, what? <laughs> Yeah, what, it's, it's terrible. The what I will say to you is, is, is Houston, Texas is still a new city. Where we really became a city in 1955. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like New York or Chicago or L.A. or yeah. some of these other major. Those are only three other cities equivalent in size to Houston, mm-hmm. right? Any of those cities, Houston, you can come to Houston, work your ass off, and carve out your own niche. And that that's the thing is, you can create your own place. And that's not a lot of places you can do that. There's anymore. nowhere in the country right now yeah. that you can do but that. But here, you can do that. You could do that in Nashville seven years ago. Yeah. Austin, How many? I can, I, can, I can name I can name 12 of my friends on my two hands 
that have had to move out of fucking had, had they've had to move out of that town in the last out three Nash- months. Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. And these are motherfuckers that like, if you want to say like, made it. Like, yeah. they're co-writing. They're selling shit. They're yeah. going on tours. Yeah. They're playing with big names. They like, and they have to leave town because they got priced out. Well, well, yeah, and that's what's great about Houston. Is so you can't really carve your own than you used to be yeah. able to there, but well, see, down that, here you totally th- can. But think about it again. That place is very established for what we do. Yeah, extremely established, extremely. But it's like, uh, but it's not. It's function. It's not a function of time though, because the, there's been mm. music coming out of Houston just as long or longer than yeah, there's like been what? music coming out. Oh, Sugar Hill's well, been around since fucking I'm, since the beginning I'm of the saying, city. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is the it city has to do. Was it based out of Houston? Yeah, right? Beaumont. Houston, yeah. Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Beaumont. But yeah. but what I'm saying is, it doesn't have necessarily to do with how long the mm. establishment has been here. It's how deeply it's entrenched. And that is right. Yeah, and we don't well, with a town that's boom bust all the time. Yeah, like it's constantly and reinventing we, itself. The and we, it's yeah, constantly like great the weekends get the fuck out when shit goes south. Yeah, like if you if you're if you move here and you don't have a very good tenable position and and the economy goes south. Yep, you're out. You're done. You gone. Yep, that's how it is out where I'm from in Odessa. Mm-hmm. Like you show up, work in the oil field, and if shit goes south and you're like you're not making a good hand or whatever, you're just there for the paycheck. Ah, you're the first one going. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna fire you. Where I'm from, we we can't even afford to put sugar in the cornbread, so you know, or liquor in the jar. That's why you got molasses for it. Yeah, everybody gets their corn from the jar, but <laughs> <laughs> gotta go yeah, down really. to the barn. Yeah, with the sliding door and yeah, in the paper sack. You know, you just up on a hill somewhere with a little nice creek and. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps better in a jar, you know. Uh, you want to do another song for us? Yeah, we can. Let's do one of yours. Okay. This one comes with a story. So you wrote this song. Are you going to tell the story before you play or after you play? Yeah, it kind of weaves in and out. All right. That sounds good. But me and my buddy, we were um, playing this little place in Austin. It's about... 12 years ago now, 13, 13 years actually, 13 years, July 2nd, 2009, and the reason I say July 2nd will become very clear soon, and this guy really wanted a CD after I played the set, but he didn't have any money, so he gave us, well he gave us two joints for the CD. Tobacco joints, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and we let out the next day and head down the back roads outside of Austin and ended up in this little um, town called Eastland. Oh, yeah. It's actually East. Well, we ended up in Cisco, but Eastland is the county seat. Yeah. And that will become clear here very shortly. <laughs> but me and my buddy, we went to the farmer's market and we got a bunch of um, strawberries. And we must have looked fucking high as kites, because before we left that place, the fucking cop had already, like, pulled up behind us. Like, of course, my friend, he was black, too, so that didn't help being out in... Old Ralph Carlisle Brown. He was a good friend of mine for a very long time, and... Did you check him out? He's a badass artist. Unbelievable artist. Ralph Ralph Carlisle? Yeah. Ralph Carlisle Brown. But, um... We had a falling out in the midst of all of this stuff, and anyway, so the cop followed us to the gas station where I did not have the turn signal on and the requisite amount of distance to pull into the gas station, supposedly. Oh yeah, that's 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 classic. And uh, yeah. granted, the car that we had was registered in Ohio to our friend's mother, so. Oh yeah, yeah, you that'll know. do it too. But he couldn't. Have t- tell that you know there's no way he could have seen or figured that out until he pulled us over and asked for the registration and it was in somebody else's name asked if there's any contraband on the vehicle and we told him no because we thought we had smoked it all mm. seems reasonable but I, I think he did. no because his deputy that was the name of the dog his deputy <laughs> he found it 
Yeah, half a joint in the ashtray. Whoops. Well, see. Yeah. What you get for not finishing what you started? West Vandergrift. That was the name of the officer. <laughs> Can't make this shit up, dude. Can't make it up. Good thing it was a tobacco joint, right? Yes. American Spirit. Roll your own. There you go. But, um, yeah, he found that. We got taken in. Spent a couple nights in jail. Made friends with the sheriff in Eastland County. Dana Stevens. Did his wife cook you hot bologna sandwiches? No, but he went down to the local. Uh, he went down to the local uh, pawn shop, liquor store, post office, city hall, whatever the fuck you call it in that town. Like it's all that one. Probably all in one. Yeah, yeah. It's an adult daycare center. And uh, he came back with a six pack of Shiner and a pint of Jack Daniels, and it's like, hey, I know you guys play music because they fucking ripped our car apart, and. He said, every, you know Hank Williams? And I was like, yep. He said, every Hank Williams song you play, I'll give you a beer or a shot of whiskey. And so I was like, shook his hand and played Hey Good Looking over and over and over and over and over again because that was the only Hank Williams song I knew. <laughs> and we were supposed to get out on... Uh, on the next day, but we couldn't because the pastor, who was also the county judge, his name was Judge King, by the way, Reverend, the Honorable Reverend Judge King, couldn't come in to arraign us the next day because he was too busy doing some shit at the church, so he couldn't come in. So we got stuck in jail, hanging out with Dana Stevens an extra day, and um, that was the thing. I'll show you the picture on my MySpace page later that he took of us. You got MySpace still? Yeah. Is that just, a thing still? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I stay in touch with the sheriff, actually. He's my top friend, dude. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not lying. Not only are you still on MySpace, but the sheriff is still on MySpace. <laughs> and Tom. And, don't, well, don't, yeah. don't forget Tom. Tom's always on MySpace. But, uh, yeah, so we spent an extra day in jail. We finally got out, got arraigned. Fucking $2,000 bail. Two thousand dollars to tow our car. That was nice of them oh. to give us a fucking ride back to our car in Cisco from Eastland because it's like wow. thirty-seven miles or some shit. And they stopped and we got fried. They bought us fried chicken. That was really nice of them. They dropped us off at our car. They had towed the car all the way behind the gas station. We got pulled in. Turned out that the guy who owned the gas station, his last name was King too, mm. but he was the former Honorable Reverend Judge King Senior. Mm. The name of the motherfucker that reigned us that morning. Also Crazy shit. King. That's who we had to make the check out to. Yeah. It was to Judge King Sr. And we wow. both looked at each other and we're just like, are you? And he goes, yep. Whoa, small town, Texas. Is, is that allowed? Sure, man. Well, it just happened to be the gas station that his dad owned that we pulled into. Do you know what I mean? Just, just happened to be. Right? Weird. And they asked us if we wanted an escort out of town, and we said okay. And as we're doing that, there's people lining up up and down with their lawn chairs down Main Street in Cisco, and it's because we were the lead car on the Fourth of July parade. <laughs> so they let us out of town, and as we get through that first fucking blinking yellow light, fucking parade behind us, another mile until the on ramp. And my buddy Ralph has got the ashtray open. The motherfuckers left the evidence. Hey. <laughs> so there's this thing in the American legal system. It's really great. It's called double jeopardy. Yeah. Can't be charged for the same crime twice. So while getting a police escort on our way out of Cisco, we finished the rest of that joint. So this is called the $2,000 song. Because that's how much it cost my grandmother to bail me out of jail. <laughs> God rest her soul. I finally got to thank her for that at her funeral. And I spent a couple nights in the Eastland County Jail. Spent a couple days in the Eastland County Jail. And I woke in the morning to the gavel of guilt. Standing there, I was arraigned. Oh, the pain. 
spare And I spent a couple nights thinking about what I'd done Spent a couple days thinking about what I'd done But you can't run at night in the Texas sky Guess my crime wrong time I was a rave grandson and I spent a couple nights behind that steel bar door and I spent a couple days behind that steel bar door but you can't run at night in the Texas sky guess my crime wrong place I was arraigned oh the pain two thousand dollars more two thousand dollars more and I spent a couple nights in the Eastland County Jail Spent a couple days in the Eastland County Jail And I woke in the morning to the gavel of guilt Sheriff standing there, I was arraigned Oh, the pain, $2,000 bill, $2,000 bill Yes, sir. Yeah, don't forget to follow me on MySpace. Go ahead and friend me. I'm a great MySpace.com backslash Corey Quinn. Corey with a K. And now, a quick word from our sponsor, Kinnamer Co. No, Patrick. Oh. Patrick, no, you let the recording do its job, okay? Okay, right. right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Also, I just want to mention, just FYI, that a Kinnamarco hat is not a Stetson. Uh, this is a little known fact. It's not, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in fact, quite a bit finer than a Stetson, in my opinion. Which is worth something, because I own a Kinnamar hat. Hey, man, you don't got to church it up. Kinnamarco is the place to go. And, and here's, here's Cole Reeves. wear my cowboy hats with a custom suit that's built to last there's lots of brands that I could name but there's only one too wild to tame if you want to look good you all should know Kenamerco is the place to go Oh, man, Cole does such a good job on that. That's a good one. Man, so, Corey, that's a that's a heck of a song you got there. Thanks, bud. That's uh, I like that I'm one. I'm going to send you guys the picture. Oh, you're on it right now? Yeah. Like, you're just, you're doing it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to see the picture. It's just like, it's it's it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's what it's all about. Well, y'all, we still got three more songwriters to get through. And I oh, think yeah. We, How much time we, we got? You know, it's getting on towards shootout time. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna so, need those three now. I got about All I right. got about three minutes for you. Okay. That's an artist a minute. Can I take all sixty seconds of each minute? No. Okay. Um <laughs> Boy. Dylan Guthrie. Dylan Guthrie. And Dolly Parton. You said Dolly already. No, no that guy said Dolly. What was his name? Oh, he did say Dolly, yeah, was yeah. it? I don't remember what Jared maybe. I'll have to go back and listen to the audio. But like Dolly Parton's, like I don't know if you guys, there was um a big podcast that they did with her where they did like little yeah. interviews, amazing, so cool. But like her idea of songwriting, when those things just come to her, you know, those little moments, those ideas, and I just really appreciate her ability to capture not just the moment, but like the universal the broader thing yeah yeah it's not just the tree right like she sees the whole fucking forest yeah while looking at the like it's 
it's pretty cool stuff. Like, especially like the song nine to five, like she was able to just like encapsulate this like 1980s feminist fucking movement going on and was just like, and embodied the shit out of it. Like really did. And now that song is an anthem for any person that's downtrodden, oppressed. That that song is an anthem for me every morning when I go to make my coffee. I'm like, pour myself cup ambition. Totally. I'm like, yeah, I think about that song very often. Yeah, just thinking about that song gives me goosebumps. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff, that's why I saved her for last, because, like, she's been really influential for me in that way, in terms of her approach to songwriting, mm. as well as just her fucking sheer tenacity Yeah, to, like, kicking ass and taking names Dude, you know, her sense of humor is... is it, ha- it had to be, right? Fucking phenomenal. For her to exist at the time yeah. and throughout the time immemorial, yeah. like... She, her approach to like the music industry as well like she's such a testament to like just persevering and kicking ass and yeah. and not burning bridges unless they had to be well speaking of not burning bridges we're fixed to have to burn some bridges out of here yeah but but before we go what do you uh what do you got coming up here in the next little bit yeah. uh we've got a shady on the 24th shady acres in and Houston, Texas. In Houston, Texas, yep. up there in Shady Acres. It's called the Shady Acres Saloon. Yeah. Where we'll be tonight. Yep. And doing that, I'm working right. on some recordings. Hopefully, get them done before the end of the summer. Um, besides that, like just being fucking human jukebox in the corner at the honky tonks this summer there and making money to do the recordings. Yeah. yeah. Now, you have a day job too. What's your day job? Yeah, I, uh, I teach. What do you so, teach? I, I teach dead language. Dead language. Yeah, dead language. Yeah, I so. took I took a dead language in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I chose to do that, but I thought it would make me, uh, you know, make me more able to speak uh, other languages. Yeah. Turns out it was it was only useful to learn romance languages. Yeah. But it, it did work. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, you know, they didn't even make us take another language when i was in school in north carolina we were 48th in education and they figured it's hard enough to teach us english yeah i was gonna say they were already teaching you one foreign language english (laughs) i ain't never heard that before never (laughs) not know how (laughs) quadruple negative love it Well, uh, well, thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. This is blast. Yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna do that shootout. What do you hey, say, boys? Oh uh, yeah, and I also want to say thank you to the Heisers. Oh yeah, actually yeah. here let's we got we got a couple of things we got to address. A little bit of housekeeping before we get out couple of here. Couple things. Number one. Number one. The Heisers. <laughs> what did the Heisers do for us today, Seymour? Well, they provided us with some uh, swordfish steaks. Some what? Yeah, uh, so Tweak's brother, D.C., caught a swordfish, and we got the steaks from that swordfish. Man, and I'm going to tell you, and they it was were, good. It was and, delicious. And you and cooked it up. It was great. I did cook it up. Oh, I yeah. felt pretty good about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thing <laughs> number two. Thing number two. Thing number two. Christopher Seymour has a new thing. He's got this new thing happening down there at the Big Top Charlie's Lounge. Shoe Shine Charlie's Big Top so Lounge. Backwards. That's it. I got that last time. <laughs> you just call it big. Tell us about your Oh your, man, your well thing. in case some of y'all who are out there haven't heard of the Houston Horny Tonk Society. Horny with an eye. Don't get weird about it. Um We're just a, a grouping of musicians here in in the Houston area that decided to create our own social club. We're throwing a little social soiree deal. Soiree. Yep, every Tuesday down at, at a big top. So who knows who's going to show up. Corey might be there to hop up for a few songs. We might have Charlie Harrison in the house. We might have we have anybody there. Six-piece band. Tweet's going to host the whole shindig. And, uh, so it's going to be good, man. It's going to so be horny. If you, like, if you like country music, Big Top's a spot to be on Tuesdays. Yeah, if you're in Houston, at least. If you're in Houston. If you're not... Well, well, maybe you okay. should just come visit just Houston. Come visit. But, but go home after but, you're yeah, done. Don't stay. Yeah, don't stay. Best kept secret. There you go. This has been Getting Loose. And Killing Time. I'm Christopher Seymour. I'm Patrick B. Ray. And I'm Corey Quinn. And y'all have a good night now. Here's Clint Black. Bam, 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 bam.